Here we are, Cover 3 Athletic Style, Whippy of Football 2020 season, week four previews. So we're coming to you. So we are pre-recording this prior to the Peters Township Upper St. Clair kickoff. It's just in case anybody's wondering. So this will be released probably sometime early Friday, right before game day. So let's get into it. So we're going to break down each class and just have a little bit of a conversation here. So here we go. So class 6A. The Friday agenda is as follows. Norwin takes on Baldwin, Hemfield versus Kate and Mac, North Allegheny versus Mount Lebanon, and Seneca Valley takes on Central Catholic. Looking at the Norwin-Baldwin matchup, interesting matchup because the Knights come in 0-3. They had, a, they had an impressive showing against Central Catholic. But they fell short. But then last week against Seneca Valley, this looked flat, really never got it going, got crushed. Baldwin... They beat Hollandaysburg a couple weeks ago. We haven't seen them since. So they returned to the field after having to sit out because of COVID. So glad to see those guys be able to play again. And, of course, Baldwin, the interesting narrative is going to be for them. They have to make up games against North Allegheny, Kane Mac, and Mount Lebanon still. So they're going to try to fit three games in a very tight window. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, as Baldwin, you've had to basically just kind of stick to – practices and do yourselves the last couple of weeks you return to the field against Norwin that's played and at times they've been competitive at times it's been bad I'm gonna say Baldwin finds a way to come out and they win this game but I guess this kind of just a weird one going into it a weird scenario Hemfield versus Kane and Mac the Spartans definitely have the firepower on offense and they showed that last week but defensively it's just a mess Kane and Mac they had a week off they're back in action they're feeling good I like the Big Macs on the road in this game. And, of course, them believing they could be that four seed, maybe even challenge for the three seed and be, in, and be one of the four playoff teams in the Quan County this year to make it. So, again, a game that they have to win, and I think they will. North Allegheny, Matt Lebanon, Art Walker, Bob Palco, part two. They square off. Differences, though, Matt Lebanon coming off a big 52-point performance. The offense behind Joey Daniels, Alex Tezak, company – Feeling good, but the defense, where is it at overall? Where the Tigers ground and pound is at its finest last week against Central Catholic. I expect North Allegheny at home to thrive off that, keep the momentum moving, and I think they'll wear down the Blue Devils, run away in this game. And Seneca Valley versus Central Catholic, the primetime game, 7.30 kick. I'm going to pick Seneca Valley in an upset. I think the Raiders at home, feeling good after – what's been, you know, a very good defense performance. I mean, they've allowed three points in their first two games. The offense starting to kind of gel with Dustin Horn and quarterback Ethan West, getting the ball enough. Some other guys emerged. Central Catholic quarterback, where are they at? Brand Bazell was supposed to be their guy. He struggled about the last six quarters of football. They, they kind of pulled him. They did pull him. I'm sorry. They put in Adam Obrin, who impressed in his half against a really good NA defense. So, I mean, I'd expect them to go with Obrin and, and ride him out this week. And they definitely – the thing is, if they can figure out the passing game in the quarterback situation, they have guys, Anderson Sinkar, Eric Benson, you know, Gannon Crothers on the outside. And obviously they got, they got crazy legs touting the, their running game. They have more than enough of that offense to be putting up, you know, crazy numbers each week. But the quarterback, can Obrin take the, take the role and do it? Seneca Valley, I think, is for real – I think this case, Central Catholic, you know, we'll see. How does the ending game affect them from one week to the next? 
Cinderella coming in with house money. I mean, recent history says Cinderella goes here and wins this game by 10 to 14 points. But I'm going to say, you know, we're to pick Seneca in an upset. But again, a huge game is right now you're talking about the first place Seneca Valley Raiders 2-0 in the Quad County and overall. NA is also undefeated, but they only just won in the conference. Central Catholic is 2-1. So a huge game early on because, of course, the top four make the playoffs. Again, seeding head-to-head, a massive game here early on 6A. As we officially do start the second half of the season, though. So early on, it's week four, but it's midway point, I guess not. Class 5A, unfortunately, Latrobe Gateway is postponed because Gateway clearing the COVID protocol. So Latrobe coming off an, an, an incredible offensive showing last week, 44 points, almost came back against Upper St. Clair. Landon Carnes took over the quarterback role. And I think the Wildcats have found something. It's a matter of will they be able to get into play? They have a little extra time to work on Gateway. Of course, we know what they are. I mean, just about getting them back on the field. Well, Thursday Night Football, Pierce Township, Upper St. Clair. So, again, we're recording this prior to the kickoff. Of course, you guys will be listening to this after that game completes. So, our quick rundown, Pierce Township, Upper St. Clair. Peter's sticking to the primetime schedule as, again, their third big opponent in as many weeks. And for them, it's been defense. Dominic McMillan, Corbin Hundrew, two superstars, three-year stars you know about. I'm going to Florida and Miami, Ohio, respectfully. But Braylon Carrington's emerged five interceptions in two games. And, I mean, this team is already loaded good. And then you just add him emerging like he has. So the Indians has been defense. It's been special teams that's carried them through two big victories. The offense has been a little bit underwhelming. I mean, Logan Peffer, third-year starter. You know, when's he going to have that monster game to get his senior year going? Vinny Cerrone's been solid in the backfield. But, again, he hasn't had that monster game either. Then wideout-wise, you know, Carrington plays. McMillan's out there. You know, when are they going to have something that's really going to kind of take the rain by the horns here and get it going with Peffer, you know, in the past game? You also Michael Payton plays two ways as a senior. We'll see. He's been great on defense. Offensively, they get him back into the mix. So I'm looking for that Peters offense to break out. Maybe against the USC defense, who gave up 34 points to PR two weeks ago, 44 to Latrobe last week. Numbers that Mike Junko cannot be happy about, as well as those boys who are just, again, a group of dogs. So the, I'm sure USC will figure things out defensively. But their offense as well, Ethan Dallum, you know, a town and dual threat quarterback, Ethan Heister, Jaden Keating, Jamal Brown, who's a sophomore, and it's breaking out, getting better each week. They have more than enough on offense. David Pantelis, does he return to the field as well? So, again, I think really the X factor in this game, though, Thursday night, it comes down to USC's defense. I mean, they've given up 78 points in two in the last two games. Peter's touch of offense has mightily struggled. Granted, be against very good competition in South Bay and Penn Traffic, respectfully. It's a matter of does the Panther defense have a huge performance and keep this another low-scoring game? Or is this the game where Pierce's offense is going, breaks out, maybe takes advantage of some holes and gets going? But I do say this. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Peters to win because they've been one of the consistent team and defense wins championships. But I do think Upper St. Clair's best chance is if this becomes a shootout because they got the firepower. They've shown that. We already know that. Peters is still trying to figure that out. So if it comes to a shootout, I, I mean, that's USC's best chance. But I do like Peters Township. Friday nights in Gender in 5A. West Day, Bethel Park. 
basically a knockout game in the conference. The loser definitely will not be playoff eligible. The winner, you know, a young Blackhawk team could catch fire and make a run. The Indians, who are getting better each week with a talented group of players, a lot of them that could come back, that are going to come back next year, by the way. West Day, I think, coming off the record-setting night they had on Saturday, they're at home, they got momentum, they got juice. I like the Indians to win big. And again, to hang around, be a dark horse, try to be one of the top three teams on this call, in the Allegheny Six. Speaking of the Allegheny Six, Safaya Moon, again, another big matchup. Two, two, two championship-caliber teams going at it. Moon, they're not going. They're they're not explosive. They're not going to light it up, but they're a very sound, good football team. It's going to make a lot of good offensive plays, protect the football, and move it down the field. Both these teams very good on defense. Safed offense, you know that's what they're known for. Quarterback you, whatever you quarterback high, whatever you want to call it. But the last two weeks, kind of scratch your head. Seven points against Shore Valley. Just three against the Indians. No more used to seeing how Safed. That'd be kind of a trivia fact to see when the last time Safed, you know, was held to single digits in consecutive games, let alone how many 10 plus point quarters they've had in the last decade, because they've only scored that much the last eight quarters combined. So, does Safed break out of its funk on offense against a really good and underrated moon defense? That's the X factor of this matchup. I'm going to say Safek comes home, and I think Rossi and the bunch just have too good of a thing going. They'll find a way to win this game. But I think it's going to be a weird scoring game, not not low but not high. Something kind of like a 21-17 outcome. 21-18 will be my pick. I think Safek wins. But, again, a huge game because, again, only the top two guaranteed playoffs. Third place has to hope for a wild card. To me, if you finish with fours in this really loaded conference, you're out. So, big game there. And for South Fed, I mean, you struggled the last two weeks. You lose this one, you're in damage control. So, pressure is on for that talent and senior class. In the Big in the big East, Franklin Regional and Connellsville, the Falcons, they've shown the ability to score points, but they can't stop anybody. Franklin Regional has been kind of the opposite. Again, Frank bought a defense with championships. I like the Panthers at home. Penn Trafford, Woodland Hill is a game that's picked up a lot of steam the last three weeks. And for good reason, the Woody High Wolverines are for real 3-0. Deontay Williams, a rising junior, he's got some ballers around him as well. And this team's playing inspired. You're glad to see from the proud program on Woodland Hills. Penn Trafford, very good, both sides of the ball. Ethan Carr, I still say he's the best overall player on the field, but he needs some help. And he got that with Cade Iacomelli last week. The Frag Brothers are still there. But I'm going to go with the hot hand on the road. I'm going to go Woody High. I'm going to go them for the upset. Just because the way Woody High is playing, they're doing it in all three phases. They've been consistent. Penn Trafford, yes, they've had tough competition. But at times, they've been up and down. I mean, the Peters game, they had flashes where they looked really good on both sides of the ball. But at the same time, they, I mean, they, they committed like four or five turnovers, and they had trouble stopping the Indian offense at time for sequences. So Penn Trafford, we know how good they are, but it's been a little too inconsistent for me. I'm going to go Woody High, the team with house money on the road. Everyone's gonna go. Everyone's overlooking them. I'm gonna pick them to win this game. And again, a very big game in the Big East because Penn Trafford, Gateway were the easily one-two picks. If Woody I wins this, not so fast. And then the Northeastern Conference, Penn Hills Pirates, them going at it again. Man, oh man, could, could we have got these two to square off in 2018 or 2017? 
And that would have been a great time for these two to square off. Unfortunately, it's now, which again, not a bad thing at all, but you look at Prime Richland, a strong senior class, an electrifying offense, and really nothing to sniff sniff about. I mean, they've they played great football all season long. Penn Hills, you got the freshman quarterback, Julian Duggar, who for a freshman is absolutely impressive. But obviously, as a freshman, you still are learning, which again, to have that experience is invaluable. But for this type of matchup, you know, I mean, I mean, it's either I mean, it's going to be a game that's going to help him in his career for sure. It's a matter of what it's going to look like. I mean, Pennells again, they're a good team. I mean, good team, good players. If it's a good, it'll be a good atmosphere in Pennells. But I'm going to go PR. I think the Rams are just the better team right now. The senior class for them is really experienced, really good. I think it's going to showcase on Friday night. And you could basically mark this as the de facto Northeastern title, conference title game too. Shaler and Fox Chapel kind of to get out of the cellar. I'm going Fox. It's Justin Rice, Lorenzo Jenkins, Cleo Patterson. Right there is giving me a three to win this game. And, again, they put up numbers in a losing effort last week. I expect them to do, do so again this week. Shaler just lost 56-0. to Kiski taking on North Hills. Kenny Blake just committed to Albany. Congrats to him. Does he play? Does he set out the ankle injury? Kiski, if he can go, you got to play him because, again, the top two automatically get in the playoffs. Third place is your chance at a wild card. Fourth, you're out of luck. This right here is going to be your game for third versus fourth. Kiski, you're at home. You bounce back against Penn Hills. Losing Blake as early as they did was a huge blow, but the team rallied and they fought back and they hung around, which is impressive. North Hills, they're kind of faltering a little bit, which North Hills shows up. You know they got good defense. You know they're going to run the ball. But can they be creative on offense? Can they spread it out? And, again, back-to-back losses. Frustrating for them. They've only averaged 14 a game. I'm going Kiski at home. Even if Blake does not play, I'm going Kiski at home. Class 4A, full Friday slate. Chartiers Valley, Blackhawk. And talk about a game picking up steam. This one right here for you. Fits the build if there's ever one. Blackhawks 2-1, and one. Shore Valley a surprise 3-0. and oh. And it's been the Colt defense, only allowing 11 points a game. Their offense with Anthony Mackey, Jordan Demas, Anthony Calaro, and company has been very good. And it's been fun to watch with their creativity at times. Blackhawk, you know what you're going to get. They're very good. They're very sound, ground and pound. Shore Valley's been a great story. They've been fun to watch. I still think Blackhawks the better team. I think the experience that they've had the last couple of years for the senior class is going to pay off here. I think I like the Cougars go on the road, win a very what's become a very important game in the Parkway Conference. It's the same situation. Your top two from each make the playoffs. The best two third place teams get wild cards. So again, a big game in the Parkway. Talk about I mean I talk about another one, Montour Newcastle, and talk about struggles. Montour looked not good at all against Charval in the opener, and they lost. Since then, they bounced back with two wins, with both out of conference play. But again, I was impressed with them containing Logan Shrub last week. Newcastle's 0-3. They've been outscored by an average of about 22 points a game. But you look at who they've played so far. I mean, Alcorpa Central Valley in that list. You, you kind of can understand the, the strength of schedule is off the charts. So Montour's at home. I mean, this is, I mean, again, again like I just said, the situation that is, you can't fall down to the conference and feel good about your chances. 
the Braves have for Newcastle is that they already have played Aliquippa. Montour still plays them. But again, you're Newcastle. You can't fall down 0-4 and expect us to turn around and make the playoffs this year. They need this game more. They've played tougher competition. I'm going to go to the Red Hurricanes to make a statement on the road in this one. Then Aliquippa Beaver. You feel bad for Beaver. You lose Grady Hansen again to another ugly knee injury. You feel bad for him. Prayers for a speedy recovery. So this bigger team, they're rallying. They're going to do everything they can as a group. But Aliquippa is Aliquippa. Even with Hansen, the quips are the quips. I expect them to win big and comfortable. The Greater Allegheny. And this conference, just when you think you kind of have it figured out, you really don't have a clue. Because, now, of course, Plum was our preseason pick to win the conference. We picked them on the road last week. They they came out, and they definitely made a statement on the road. But then you have Highland slipping up to Hampton. Indiana upsetting with authority Greensburg-Salem. You know, and then you have Armstrong just pounding knock. So you look at this week, how does it transpire? Plum hosts Highlands in the biggest game of the four in this conference. Everything says Plum should win this one and win this one by a couple scores. But conventional wisdom, you throw it out the door. Does Highlands put on a gem here on the road? I'm going to say no. I'm going to stick with Plum. But expect Highlands to hang around. I mean, I mean, you look at them, they're, I mean, they're one and two. But they very well could be three and oh, losing by a total of 12 points to Mars and Hampton, respectfully. But I'm going to go Plum. I think just the, that senior class is so is still underrated. Matulsi, Reed Martin, Hubner, and company, I think they put up another statement when at home. But Highlands, don't count them out. Indiana versus Knock. Knock's 0-3. They've been probably one of the bigger disappointments in the whippy world at this point. Is this the week they snap out of their fun and turn around in a must-win game for them? Indiana, the little Indians, the first two games, eh. But then, I mean, they had scored 17 points. I think they let up, forgive my mental math, but I think they got outscored 59 to 17 the first two weeks. But then, but then they put up a 56 spot, a 50 burger against Greensburg Salem. Indiana, you're at home. Zach Harrington, Devin Flint, and company just score points because Knox had trouble doing that. I'm going to pick the little, the little Indians to make a back to back impressive wins to outrun Knox at their own game. But the way this conference has gone, don't be surprised if Knox pulls out a win to shake things up even more. Then Armstrong and Mars. Normally, you, you want to just pick Mars and say, oh, they'll go on the road and they'll win. But not so fast. The sophomore, Caden Olsen, had hype coming into the season, and boys, he lived up to it. Armstrong, they're rallying around their young quarterback. They're making plays. Cade Brown, Cole Brown, I'm sorry, Cole Brown, leading things both sides. I mean, he's Olsen's top target. The seniors showing leadership there. The Riverhawks, I'm going to take them an upset at home. Home dogs, I'm going to pick them to win. Just because Mars, they go as Teddy goes. They really haven't shown the ability to, to, to have anything outside of Teddy. And the defense is a little bit suspect. I'm picking Armstrong, and I think Olsen's going to have another trademark game. Well, it could be a sophomore season for the ages. And Greensburg, Salem, and Hampton. Can the Golden Lions bounce back after it had to be a disappointing performance last week at home? Of course, the last time they were at home, they hit win number 700. They're still now looking for 701. Hampton, on the other hand, back-to-back wins. They, I mean, you know, it's not always about how you do it. It's just about getting the W, and Hampton's found a way to do that. Again, based on trends, you, you know, the pick should be Hampton on the road to win this game and get to 3-1. and one. But the way things play out in this conference, I'm picking the Golden Lions to win at home. And even this up in two two make it a and make it a crazy race 
to see you know how the rest of it shapes out. And then the Big Eight Conference: Laurel Highlands, Belvern, Ronnie Gallagher, Devin Woodlock, Star Power. Talk about that. And the best part is, you know, neither of them are seniors, and they both and they're both basketball stars too. So, so the fun's just beginning between these two. But you look at it. You know, can the Mustangs bounce back after? I mean, honestly, both these teams. Who can bounce back after a frustrating loss in week three? Bell Vernon, you have your sights on a, uh, on a return to the Whippeal title game and the conference title. The conference crown's probably gone now just the, just the beating TJ. But again, you know, second place is what your goal is now. Get second, secure a playoff spot that's still very attainable and honestly and should be accomplished by them because they've already beaten West Mifflin and McKeesport. So, Laurel Hines, if you want any chance of second place, you need to win this game at home. But I think Bill Vernon, that defense, yeah, they just got gashed, but the defense is really good. They had two shutouts against West Mifflin and McKeesport before what happened last week against TJ. I think Laurel Hines is going to be in trouble with a young quarterback. Maybe you get Gallagher, Gallagher even more involved. I hope he breaks a couple. But I think Bill Vernon wins this game behind their defense. But what a treat to watch Gallagher with Locke, though. That'll be a treat. Trinity versus West Mifflin, the Hillers. You know, I mean, they hung around a little bit against TJ. I mean, they were right there with McKeesport, came up short. If you want to be a playoff team, yeah, this is a must-win game for them at home. West Mifflin ineligible and still trying to play. Impressed with how they came out last week. Nakai Johnson's best player on the field. West Mifflin's got some guys that are coming up. I like the Titans on the road to be in training team. They just can't seem to figure it out just yet. And then Ringgold taking on McKeesport. I'm going to go McKeesport on the road. Really don't need to say much more. Ringgold just not ready yet. But again, I like what they're doing there and turning the program back around. And then Uniontown, TJ was postponed and no disrespect intended, but I don't think anyone's too upset about that. Class 3A. We had North, we have, I'm sorry, in the Allegheny 7, North Catholic and Burl squaring off. Burl, one of the bigger disappointments to this point. I mean, big things were expected with the no mercy offense and just just hasn't clicked yet with a bunch of new faces for Arledge to throw to. And this week against North Catholic on the road, not the time to try to figure it out. North Catholic coming off an impressive win over East Day. They've, I mean, the defense has been dominant through three weeks. I think it'll be the same way here. I think the Trojans won without much fight. Deer Lakes over against East Day. Deer Lakes, they just got shot against Valley, a really young team that's trying to go through a rebuild. East Day, trying to get some guys back. Might be a week they kind of could take a liberty and kind of give some guys the extra rest they need. I like East Day on the road, but Wildcats, be careful. Don't take it lightly. Freeport versus Valley. Valley's coming off and a big win and one they haven't had in quite some time. Freeport, though, is doing the same thing themselves against a more quality opponent this year. Ben Lane's best player on the field. Freeport's got that mo- mojo going. I like the Old Jackets to win comfortably at home. And a non-conference game, Derry and Southmoreland. Both teams need a win to boost their morale, turn things back around for the last three weeks. Zach Cernudo is a three-year starter. Scotties have been in every game. Derry has not. I like Southmoreland on the road to get the win. And then in the interstate, Talk about a heavy, talk about a big fight here, three and zero, South Park. Going up against the two and zero Warriors for first place in the conference. It's on the line. 
South Park's been impressive. They found a way to win. They've grown out behind Neyme, Harper Conroy, and company. Well, EF, heavy favorites coming into the season. We knew about Chase Wan and the gang. And I'm sticking with them. It's a good, I mean, they're a good team. They're experienced. South Park's done a lot of good things, but EF is just the better team here. And, and what Evan Lewis is showing a quarterback, something that the Warriors have, you know, haven't had in the last couple of years, is that big passing game. They're showing, they're showing that now, which makes them scary and definitely makes them an interesting play come playoff time. But I like Chase Wan and EF on the run to win this one and make a statement. Mount Pleasant and Yawk. You feel bad for Yawk losing Waldir again to another knee injury. How going to try to re-equip the team here? Mount Pleasant, they're not going to, I mean, they haven't blown anybody out, but they have looked good every week, and they are quietly 2-1, 2-0 and in the conference. And it's the case of Yawk. They just can't seem to get the win on the field, despite the talent they have. Mount Pleasant behind Asher O'Connor, Dom and Bear, Pete Billy and company. I really like what I see out of them. I think the Vikings win this one and have their breakout game and win this one by a couple of touchdowns. And South Allegheny and Brownsville, Antonio Epps and the Gladiators finally got a win after being close and frustrated the first two weeks. Brownsville, not there just yet. I think South A makes a statement and wins this one big to really get back into the title hunt and the top two hunt in the conference. And then to the Northwestern Six. Central Valley trails the Quaker Valley. Do the Warriors put up 73 or not? That's my question about this game. But again, Central Valley will win this one comfortably. Ambridge and Hopewell, two teams trying to turn the program around desperately. I think Hopewell is a little bit closer to doing so. And I like what they have with Kimbrough and Jeter. They get the jump down on the road. And the Keystone Oaks, Averworth. It's under the radar, but it's good. I mean, it's on paper one of the better games of the week. Averworth has a solid defense. Keystone Oaks is the best player on the field in Logan Shrub. That's a case of if the Antelopes can contain Shrub, they win this game because Nate Harper's shown enough as a sophomore quarterback, and they have enough with Ian Syam on offense that they can put up points. Or if Shrub breaks out, takes over, and has another 100, 100, 200, 100 game, I like the Eagles. I think Shrub bounces back. I think Mark Hunchin is a very underrated receiver. I think Keystone Oaks and home gets the job done. And what's a huge game in this conference because you're trying to keep tabs with Central Valley, which, by the way, both of them being Abor, the Keystone Oaks, still have on the schedule. Huge game to get that second-place spot, potentially. But I like the Eagles at home. Class 2A, as Apollo Ridge does not have a game this week, some academy canceled their season. So as we'll stick to the Allegheny Conference, so just two games there. As Let me just find it on my sheet. Shadyside hosts Sarah Catholic. Josh Castro and SSA, impressive in their opener last week. I was impressed. Sarah Catholic, we know what they have. We know what the firepower they possess. I think this is another shootout game that just puts up points and numbers and is crazy to watch. But I think the Eagles have more. They've looked better. Of course, they have more of a sample size at this point, but I think all that points to the Eagles holding serve on the road to keep the lead in the conference, or keep at the top, I should say, with Apollo Ridge. Ligonier Valley taking on Steel Valley. The Rams return to action after a week off. The Ironmen, a thrilling overtime victory. Najee Burt's the best player on the field. Steel Valley not getting enough credit they deserve. I think this one's an intriguing matchup, but I just think the Ironmen have a little more pep in their step, go on the road, win this game. And again, don't count that. Don't count them out. 
but it would class 2A here with four conferences and 18 playoff. Only the top two from each conference make the playoffs. So a little more pressure on these games, which, of course, isn't a bad thing. In the Century Conference, Charleroi takes on Shore Houston. Both these teams are rebuilding. I'm going to say Charleroi behind Nico Pellegrino and how I'm going to win. Frazier and Waynesburg and the Commodores got beat up, but unfortunately, Waynesburg's trying to figure it out. I do think Frazier, though, finds a way to win at home, but this one, I think, is just going to be kind of one of those ugly-type games. McGuffey goes out out of the whippy to play Lindsley, play, to play Lindsley, West Virginia. I like McGuffey to win there. And then Wash High, best center, back into the Century Conference. Wash High, I think, cruises best center. Didn't look good last week. Prexies are the Prexies. They'll win big. We go to the Midwestern Conference. The Shannon and would say the Wolverines, can they snap the losing streak? Not this week. Nishanik with the duo of Owens and Summerfield, they got it figured out. They're humming on all cylinders. I like them to win comfortable. Riverside and Mohawk, the Panthers normally in the mix. So far, not that case this year. They're 0-3. Mohawk's 1-2. John Voss has been impressive for the Warriors. But I think Riverside with Nolf, Calvin Hughes, etc., Sam Hughes, find a way to get a win and at least give themselves some chance to turn around. But, of course, only with – but of course, Riverside, as of course, Riverside has to win this game. Otherwise, they will be eliminated from contention already. So they have to win out and get a lot of help. Probably not going to happen, but a very prideful program is not just going to lay down. Um, and then on Saturday night, Laurel takes on Freedom. And again, with only the top two being playoff teams, this is kind of like a knockout game. Laurel's coming off a nice win. And I actually think back-to-back wins. Freedom... They've been up and down, and the program's struggling. And again, Colbeck, Riker Welling, uh, Josh Pale, they got talent, but for some reason it just hasn't looked like we thought it would. Laurel, they're grounding and pounding behind DeRosa, Luke McCoy, and I think Laurel at home on a Saturday night wins this game because Freedom just seems to be in a little bit of trouble. And then on Friday night, though, one of the marquee matchups, Rivers, I'm sorry, Beaver Falls, New Brighton, the rivalry renewed at Geneva College. Beer Falls has looked absolutely dominant to this point, outscoring teams 130 to 54. Josh Howe, Shelly Livingston, Tyler Jones in that defense. Or New Brighton's up by nine green, and they got some ballers too. JoJo Reynolds and the junior Gabe Haddox, uh, Ke- uh, Keandre Amercombe. But I think Beer Falls has just been a little too dominant. New Brian's has scored is has averaged 19 points a game. Beer Falls has averaged over 43. Defensively, New Brian's only given up 6.7. Beer Falls has given up 18. Both great numbers. I just think Beer Falls is too much in offense. New Brian won't be able to keep up, and I do think the Tigers run away with this one. And then the Three Rivers Conference, Starrock Southside, an interesting game. Starrocks, you know, they, they got the firepower. Southside is the ground and pound. A huge contrast. Both teams, though, have lively defenses. But I just think the Vikings have too much both sides of the ball. Their style of play will be the difference. And I think they, they hold serve a win at home. And then Carleton taking on Brentwood. Brentwood's a better team. Aaron Wojcicki's the best player on the field. They bounce back in a big way and get an important win. And then on Saturday afternoon, Western Beaver hosts Seal and Sal. Seal and Sal, they have some pieces, but 
but they're trying to figure out or or under Mike Zeman, Zeman's main check. Western Beaver comes back in action. They're undefeated. And this team's underrated, under the radar. I like Western Beaver at home on a Saturday noon kickoff to win this game to keep the lead. Because right now they're leading the conference. So keep that in mind. And, of course, the Three Rivers, again, top two make it in. If Western Beaver holds serve, Brenwin gets goes on the road and wins. That could be something very intriguing to watch the next three weeks. Plus, Starhawks who had to forfeit that first game, bouncing back. If they, I mean, them and Southside will be huge because again, Starhawks is only one in the conference. You know, if they lose the Southside, they're gonna have they have no room for error. They'll have to run the gauntlet, the Rams of their hand, or a mix. So, this will be a fun conference to watch play out. And if Seattle South pulls out an upset, that'll just make it even crazier. And last but definitely not least, Class 1A is uh, for real quick, Saturday was supposed to be Bishop Cayman hosting Clareton, but Clareton, due to concerns for COVID, has canceled practice for a week, and has, this game has been postponed. So they'll be made up at some point later on. So Clareton hasn't reported any positive cases yet, but they're more so being very precautious, which kudos to them. So this game will be postponed. So and then so there won't be anything on there on Saturday. And then Friday, 1A action will stick to the Eastern Conference. Jeanette travels to Leechburg. And the Blue Devils, if they could have been on the winning side last week against Springdale, talk about momentum and house money in this matchup. But instead, they got walloped. Defensively, they just been a mess. Jeanette's Jeanette. Jayhawks go on the road when this one big. GCC hosts Springdale and talk about and talk about GCC, though they've struggled on both sides of the ball. They lost to Canem in 14-12 last week. Springdale under the radar. They don't get enough credit. Dimitri Fritch. Logan Dexter, Calvin Kindler, and company, they are a legit team. They are undefeated. And I think Springdale goes on the goes on the road, wins the game. They honestly should win. Them and Clareton are both 3-0 overall in the conference. With the news about Clareton having postponed the game this week, Springdale wins. They are alone in first place going into the backstretch. Who would have thought we'd be saying that? But, of course, Clareton's still undefeated, but just saying. But the Dynamos will play Janetta Clareton the last the next three weeks. So buckle your chin straps. And then a Monte Christian Riverview to avoid the seller. I think the Saints at home get the win. We will go to the Big Seven Conference and the marquee game here. Rochester versus Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. Both teams undefeated, 3-0. And it was only two years ago they played for a Whitfield Championship that the Chargers did win. But now they're back at the Big Seven lead is on the line. Is the Big Seven real quick? Olsh, Rochester, and Shenango, all three and zero in the conference and overall. And just look at the numbers really quick here. As as Shenango's outscored opponents forty five point seven to eight point seven through three games, absolutely absurd. Rochester is forty three point three to twelve point three, and then Olsh thirty six point seven to thirteen. They're slacking. Of course, I'm being sarcastic there. But the Chargers and the Rams, marquee matchup early on, the midway in the Big Seven here. You know, and it's hard. This one's literally a coin flip because Denny Robinson, Salaori have emerged to, to back Rashawn Reed in the run-heavy offense. Olsh, they spread out. Jamar Pearson, I think, is the best player on the field. Uh, Azim, their quarterback, has emerged as a sophomore. And they got other guys like Bobby Brazil. Both defenses are really good. And again, Rochester, they played these guys young last year to get that experience. Olsh did the same thing. They just they tasted success last year. 
And I think this year coming into, I think old, I think just kind of like we saw it a couple of years ago, the Chargers seem to have to seem to have Rochester's number. And I think Ols will find a way to win this game. I think they have a little more variety in offense, and I think that'll be the difference. Well, then Shenango, they host Bargettstown. And coming into the year, after they redid the schedules to set it up like we have it, you thought, man, what a marquee night. And it still could could be, but Bargettstown was in one and two, one and two in the conference. They've been outscored 30.7 to 11.3. Shane Kemper's been great, but the rest of the team struggled. The Blue Devil defense that they've hung their hats on the last couple of years has not been there. The run, the run heavy offense has just not had enough to go with it. It's been a frustrating couple of weeks for Burgettstown. Shenango has been humming in all cylinders. Reese Watkins is the best player on the field. The Watkins cover matchup is an interesting one. But I just think the Wildcats have too much firepower. They're playing too good right now. They're at home. They win this game. And I think they win it by a couple of touchdowns and make a statement for Burgettstown. I love the program. Good group of guys. Good. I love what they do, but you got to fade them. And of course, back to 1A, the top two in each conference make the playoffs, and then the best two third place teams go wild cards. So, Burgettstown, you have to find a way to win this game if you want to make the playoffs. Have to find a way to win it, but I just don't see it. Cornell takes on Union. Cornell, how do you bounce back after a 68 14 thrashing by Shenango? Union's coming off an impressive win. Cornell's at home. I'm going to stick with Cornell to win, but I, do, I think this one's going to be a low-key shootout. And Northgate, Fort Cherry. Can Northgate turn the corner and get off the schneid and win? Both these teams are on three. I think Fort Cherry is just a little better on offense. They'll find a way to get the road victory. And then in the Tri-County South, and a heavyweight fight, Carmichael's West Green. The Mighty Mikes come in undefeated. The Pioneers do not after losing to Avella last Thursday. Huge, and look at the Tri-County South. This conference always gets, you know, snarked at for never producing playoff success and yada, yada, yada. But it's a fun conference to watch, people. Like, seriously, you got Avella, a surprise 3-0 team. Carmichael's is 3-0. California's 2-0. West Green's 1-1. That's the top half of the conference. And by the way, those are overall and conference records. They, they're identical. Benworth, Jeff Morgan are both 1-2 and two in the mix. Maple Town's 0-3. Manesson's a disappointing 0-3. But you have a lot of good action to be played here. And it starts with the Mighty Mikes and the Pioneers. West Green's got to be frustrated with how they lost. The mistakes just plagued them. Carmichael's has been humming in all cylinders. And they got a pass game now. Bailey Jones has been phenomenal. And again, the Bailey Jones Corey Wise matchup is going to be fun to watch. I'm going Carmichael's at home. I just think they've been a little more consistent. They have a little bit more on offense. And I just think that ability by Trenton Carter to pass the ball and spread it out will be the difference maker. So I'm going to go to the Money Mikes. As defense, West Green's known for it. Carmichael's, though, only give up 10 points a game. Don't overlook them. And then, and then a matchup that. A month ago, I don't think anyone really would have spent much time on, but the way it's gone, yeah, it's a big one. Avella hosts California. The 3-0 Eagles taking on the 2-0 Trojans in a huge game. California, Jaden Zudek, Damani Stafford, and what they've done in recent history. Yeah, I mean, when the numbers tell you pick them on the road, 
when the numbers tell you just wait for a vela to slip up, it's coming, you, you know, all the Debbie Downer stuff. But, you know, I'm going to pull Lee Corso, crinkle it up, throw it away. I'm picking a vela at home. I think the Eagles are playing something special. This is a good football team that's underrated and knocking the respect it deserves. This program's feeling excitement for the first time since 2013. They're at home, first place on the line. I'm picking a Vela with that spirit, find a way to win. I say that when they win this game, I'm going to say 25-22. Jeff Morgan take it on Benworth. And what do you know? Somebody's going to get the 2-2 two two here. I think the Rockets have more firepower. I think John, I think, I do think Owen Patrizek and Trent Kavanaugh, the duo, can definitely win a game by themselves. But Jonathan Wolf, I think, is the best player here. I think the Rockets at home eke out what's going to be, I think, a low-key shootout. I think this one's going to see a lot of points scored. And and just looking at where I'm coming from on this, both defenses have allowed in the mid-high 20s. This game could be like a 48-35 game. And then last but not least, Manesson, Mapletown, someone's going to win. And the question becomes, do we see points or do we not see points? Because Mapletown scored over 11. Manesson's averaged nine a game here. Defensively, Madison's giving up just under 19, which is pretty solid. Mapletown's allowing 45 a game. I think that's the difference. Both a case where offensively, I think Landon, I think Landon Stevenson in the Maples is the best player because that dude just can break plays, and, and he's proven that in his young career. But I think overall, you allow 45 points a game. I think it's more a formula for somebody's for an offense to get going. You got the freshman Shane Swope Jr. who's getting some starts under his belt. You got guys around him like Isaiah Beltram and such going to get it going. I think the Greyhounds take advantage of just a bad Maple defense, light it up. I think it's a breakout game for the freshman quarterback. Stevenson will make his plays, but Manesson's going to win this one. And now we jump to the City League as their second week of action. As, as also Thursday night football, Alderdice will take on Westinghouse. So again, you will listen to this podcast after they have played most likely. But we'll talk about it now as we're recording before kickoff. So City League Thursday game, first one of the year, Alderdice-Westinghouse. Both teams were impressive in week one. But I'm going to the defending champion Bulldogs. They they posted a shutout. They I mean Keyshawn Morcello, quarterback, it looks like the real deal. And he's a sophomore that I think would be fun to watch. That'd be something to watch in the city the next couple of years. And real quick, talk about the city. They got some guys that are that are gonna be there for a couple of years a week and like that are serious talent. So we gotta keep an eye on that. But I just think Westinghouse, the better team on both sides. They look better in one game. They're the defending champs for a reason. They got something good going on in the program. I think they won this one and won by a couple touchdowns. Friday night, Perry takes on University Prep. All this is at Couple Stadium. And this one's an interesting game because recent history, U Prep's not had much trouble in this matchup. And that could be the same case. Who knows? But Perry with a 38 nothing win. I get it was against Carrick, who is struggling mightily. But something about that says something to me. Ray Dean may be, I mean... He may be the most electrifying player on the field. I'm sorry. He might be in this matchup. I mean, and yes, you know, Rashawn Murray and, and the Panthers, that those boys can play. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick University Prep to win this game. But I do think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. If there was ever a time for Perry to pull this upset, it is now. But I do think U Prep finds a way to win and kind of gets back on track. 
Brashear does not have a game this week, so they will have more time to think about their rough 0-1 start. And then Saturday night, Carrick travels to West Virginia. You hope for Carrick's sake they can score, be competitive, win, because they are doing a lot of good things in that program. It just isn't translating on the field just yet. But I think, but until they win, I can't pick them to win just yet. So that's a wrap, guys. That is our week four preview. Hope you guys enjoyed. As a course for scores, stats, and everything related to Whitby or football and City League, check out our website, cover3athletics.wixsite.com slash westpa. In the address bar, it's cover, the number three in athletics. Follow us on Twitter at cover3 underscore ATH. It's capital C and cover, the number three underscore in all caps ATH. Follow us as well on Facebook, Instagram, and check out our TikTok. And check us out for live updates, scores, and all the more. Week four, Whippeal football. And this is the midway point, guys, in a seven-week regular season. The second half begins now. we got a couple games on Thursday, a full Friday, and a little bit of Saturday action. And it's just starting to heat up, guys. So enjoy the fun. Stay tuned as our week four Big Hits article will be published either Thursday night or early on Friday as well to talk about the big games of the week. So check us out. Stay tuned. We appreciate all the followers and any of our athletes, football or non-football. Tweet at us. Tag us and highlights or anything you want out there. Message us. We'll be glad to retweet it or get it out there for you guys. That's what we do it for. We appreciate all the support. Enjoy it wherever you're going to be watching this week's action from or listening. Enjoy it. Stay safe and have fun. And we will talk next week, guys. As, of course, our, our weekly recap articles and such that we do will be out somewhere next Monday, if not early Tuesday morning, which will recap all the action as well. But until then, Enjoy this week of Whippy or Football. It was a pleasure, and we'll see you guys next week.